about that morning sun. Close my eyes and still see colors. I just wanna dance. So high above it. Oh, I love it. Damn right, your love it. Got me feeling something. Whoa. The morning sun's shining through. All in the covers. I'm seeing you. All of the rays touch your body. You look like breakfast. Just let me eat. Hey. Man, that's my that's my dude, that's my cousin, Enlightened Jay. I've had him on a couple episodes. Jay Coleman, go look him up. That's uh, his new song, Whoa. He just dropped that. Go check him out, man. That's uh, that's a hot track right there. I like that. Welcome to Outside Perspective, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Adam Meredith. If this is your first time, welcome. So glad to have you here every week. Twice a week, I'm sitting down with interesting humans from all walks of life, and uh, I'm just trying to present you guys with a different perspective. So, this episode is brought to you by Imposed Will. That's my company. Go check us out. We just launched our full apparel line. You can go to imposedwill.com and go see what we have. Also, while you're there, sign up for the mailing list and you will stay in the know on everything that's happening you will be the first to see what's up and what is on the way we are also brought to you by my good friends over at jumbo superfoods you can go to jumbocbd.com and check out everything that they have they have some amazing products some of my favorites uh the CBD ghee. It's a ghee butter uh, with MCT oil. It's fucking awesome. Um, I've uh, I picked up, I scooped that up whenever I was uh, down in Austin at Paleo FX, and I've been using that, adding that to my coffee, been cooking with it some, and uh, it's, it's amazing stuff. Also, their drops, which uh, they have them for both you and the pets. Um, man, I use the drops every night before bed. It has been shown to aid with uh, neurogenesis and brain uh, protection. So it can actually help, you know, while you're sleeping and the brain is, is going through that restorative process and clearing out that amyloid plaque. CBD can aid with that, especially because it's an anti-inflammatory. So it's just helping in all of the recovery processes. And it does help with sleep and digestion. So, so many benefits. One of the reasons why I love to take it before bed, uh, but I do also use Jumbo Superfoods Muscle Bomb before I go to bed, especially on my knees and my ankles. Um, I've been doing a lot of work on my ankles. They're so tight just from years of uh, sports and just wearing shoes and I've had some injuries. And, you know, that creates a chain effect where, you you know, it can affect the knees and the hips and the back and just all all the way up the chain. And our body is connected. So um, I use it nightly for, you know, the bumps and the bruises, you know, my hands with jujitsu and their muscle bomb is phenomenal. So go check them out. JumboCBD.com. You can save 20% when you use the code outside at checkout. So again, use the code outside when you order and you will save 20% off of the entire order. My guest today is Nicole Langone. Nicole is a life 
Saver, she's a godsend. I was looking for somebody for the longest time to print uh, for my clothing line for Imposed Will. And, man, you know, I was using somebody. You know, I, I did, you know, a couple test batches, and it just wasn't really quite too happy with it. And then I, uh, you know, then somebody recommended that I go check out Relentless Customs. And, uh, man, I couldn't be happier. They're just, they're so awesome. Uh, and, uh, I was just really happy to uh, be able to go and, uh, sit down with Nicole in the shop and learn more about, you know, how they got started in their journey in entrepreneurship because man, she's had, they've had, a, they've had a wild ride. I'll tell you that. And uh, it was really cool to hear those stories. So we are actually in the shop. So, there's a couple times where, you know, it's a working business. Somebody came in, they need to pick up an order. It's kind of loud in there. You'll hear um, some background noise, so I do apologize for that. But we had a great conversation, and uh, Nicole shared a lot of really cool um, lessons and stories from along the, you know, her journey um, in entrepreneurship. So, uh, yeah, guys, let's get to it. Nicole Nikki Langone. All right, we are rocking and rolling. Nicole, what's your last name? Langone. Langone. I just knew I couldn't say it correctly, so I wanted to ask you. <laughs> I tried to, like, uh, take pride in, like, saying people's names correctly, but um, I'm, like, 8 for 10. <laughs> <laughs> and mine just didn't cut it? Um, yeah, I just didn't know because – so you're you're from New York, right? Yes. And are you Italian in descent? Yes. So I, I don't always know, like, the, if I want to pronounce that right, like, sometimes with the Italian names. Uh, yeah, technically it's Langone. See? Exactly. Exactly. See? But I knew it was Italian. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, so for the listeners, we are in your shop, Relentless Customs. So they're going to hear some things going on in the background. That's because this is a working, like – print shop yeah it's a working environment yeah yeah so how long have you guys been in business since 2013 and that's when that started in new york yes so t talk to me about that time like wh what what got you into and for the listeners like first like tell them like what relentless customs is if you don't mind and then also just like take me back to the beginning like why this industry like why did you go into this like what was it all about what was the start so the start of it was um my partner and I, we wanted to have some clothing made for ourselves. We wanted to do a clothing line. Okay. That was our dream. A fitness clothing line. Yeah. And a lifestyle brand. Two sides of it. I was the fitness side. He was the lifestyle brand. Okay. So we went to a screen printer to have our stuff made. And we went and we had it all done because we were planning on doing this big tattoo convention. So we had everything done. We were happy with everything. But we said, wow, well, this was cool. But I mean... We paid a decent price for it. Mm -hmm. The stuff, I mean, it was good quality, but it wasn't the best. So we said, you know what? You know, maybe we can do this ourselves. Right. So we started off with a heat press and a vinyl plotter. And I was doing this, like, until 3 o'clock in the morning before we had a trade show convention. We did craft shows. We did everything like that. Yeah. So I'd be up to, like, 3 o'clock in the morning in a spare bedroom in our house just screen uh heat pressing and getting shirts ready yeah 
So um, that's how it started. Um, for a little while, we had some stuff made for ourselves still, and then we were making a little bit on the side. And then we took over another bedroom. Then we took over a basement. Yeah. Then we decided to go to our own warehouse. So, so you we started at home? Yep. Okay. Yeah, we started at home. We were um, literally spraying out screens in the bathtub. So there was like emulsion all over our bathtub. And emulsion is what is used to make the screen. Okay. It makes the stencil of it. So is that like the first step when you're making... I'm going to like dig in the weeds on like how to go make ahead, shirts. Go ahead. Because like it, um, it's like super fascinating to me. Because like if you've, anyone who talks to me, like I'm just like a stickler on the details and like the process. So... Um, like, what is the process? I'm sorry to, like, cut you off. Because, like, what is that first? You said, give me that name again. What's it called? Uh, a screen, emulsion. Emulsion. Is that what is that what you called it? You said yes. it was everywhere. Yes, emulsion. That it, is what you, um, you apply a thin coat to a screen. Uh-huh. And it is what's used to make the stencil. Okay. So you coat your screens with emulsion. And then you make a transparency. And a transparency is the client's image is what they want on the shirt yeah so you take that and you expose it it's almost like making a um almost like making a photograph Oh, uh, okay so you have to expose it in a dark room yeah so um you do that and you expose it in your exposure unit then you take it out and you spray it out with water let it sit for a minute and then you use a pressure washer and it makes a stencil. So now you have a stencil that you can set up and you can use to print people's shirts. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Listen, I'm hot too. It's hot as hell. Let's turn on the fan. It'll be fine. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Oh my God. I'm yeah. No, I'm going to keep talking. Don't worry. I'm a pro at this. We're just going to, we're just going to make it work. So we're in the shop. It's warming up here in St. Louis. Um, we're just going to have just a little bit of fan noise, unfortunately. Um, it's not going to be terrible. It'll it'll work out. This is uh this is what it takes whenever you're you're trying to just fucking travel around and sit down with cool people. What? I'm just talking. I'm just talking. No, it's totally fine. We can work through this. Oh. Oh, but I'm like sitting here getting hot and so I'm like, "Oh, I know you're getting hot too." Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> It's oh. that dryer. Just wait till it's 90 degrees outside. Yeah. Holy shit, man. How are you guys going <laughs> to work in here then? Uh, we have a AC in the back. We turn that on and it just combats it a little bit. Yeah. It doesn't totally make it cool in here or anything. Mm -hmm. But um, in the next spot, hopefully we'll have some central air. Yeah. Yeah. How long have you been here? Two years. Two years. Two years here. So you were in New York because, all right, I got us off track for a second, right? Um, so, like, we were going off, the, like, over, like, the process some, but um, I want to go, like, back to your story. Just That was, like, a tangent in my mind. I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll, and we'll, we'll get back there because, like, I want to talk, like, about the difference between, like, Plasticell and water base, Right. And, um, and just, like, kind of get in the weeds a little bit because I, I like that stuff. So you're in New York. You're, uh, you wanted to start uh, a fitness line. Yes. A fitness lifestyle line, right? Mm -hmm. And, like, so fitness is your background? Uh, I mean, I... Or that I, was, like, your passion at the time? Yeah, I got into working out a lot um, back then. I had the time, too. Yeah. I mean, I know I know that you can make the time, too, everyone says. Well, you, you, got a, you got a squat rack over there. I do, and I have a treadmill also. Some free, free weights, too. Yeah, that's legit. 
Yeah. No, I know. I know. So I have no excuse. <laughs> but you wanted to start that line, right? And then you just realized that you can cut out the middleman and probably do it better. Yes. Yep. And, and exactly. Then, and you guys were just working out of like out of your house, doing mm -hmm. vinyl, stand up. So when you go to these trade shows, like you're just doing these trade shows, so that way you can get like your brand out there. Well, when we were doing trade shows back then, it yeah. was to s actually sell items. Yeah. So we would go with full inventory sizes, extra small through 2X of yeah. all different styles, si um, styles and designs, everything. Is that a good move for a brand to, to like try to be as part as many trade shows and different things and like set up a booth, you think? Um, I think it's it's good if if you're compensating yourself for that time you know if it's that if it's worth it yeah. if you're going to these trade shows and the price is reasonable to be there because we've done like fifteen hundred dollar trade shows this and that and sometimes it wasn't worth it yeah. but there were times it was well worth it yeah so i think that if you're going and it's worthwhile and you're making your money back and you're spreading brand awareness and people are knowing about you, then I think it's a good thing. Okay. Because what also happened was when we were doing this, we were doing um, fitness gear and lifestyle clothes and this and that. Mm -hmm. When we transitioned to actually screen printing everything ourselves, I sent those clients my, my mass email. I said, hey, this is what we're offering now. And you'd be surprised at how many people wanted shirts for bachelorette party, their business, their... Um, the team that they coached, things like that. So yeah. those relationships actually still grew from it, and I still have those clients today. Yeah, and that was in New York. That was in New York, yeah. Yeah, so I, yeah, we were talking about that a little bit like before we started recording, right? Like mm -hmm. you started in New York, you moved all the way to Missouri um, here in St. Louis, and uh, you're still maintaining that business in New York, which is probably extremely rare, I would imagine, like in the print industry because is there loyalty? Like... <sighs> There's so many people printing. Yeah. Um, I I think there is a loyalty to it because... Well, you obviously have loyalty, which is fantastic. Yeah. I have different relationships with my clients, too. Yeah. I like to support them. I like to go to their events. I like to see their stuff in motion. I like to hand deliver stuff. Yeah. I I really like to be a part of their life and, and find out how's, how's it going, how are the shirts, how is the event. Yeah. So I think it's different than going to your traditional, you know, like, 50-year-old man's shop. It was handed down to him from his dad, and, you know, he's doing it because... It was yeah. handed down to him. You're just like another order to fill. Yeah, yeah. So, and and it, I mean, it's not just screen printing. It's like that with other businesses too. But I, I really like to be a part of my clients' lives. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you definitely take like a very um, like hands-on approach. Like whenever I came in here to get shirts, so we sat for probably like an hour, and you just like went over all the details with me, and like you made sure that like I understood what was happening. And um, I had similar experiences with, like, Justin and Stu B who, like, came over here. So it's just, like, that's, that seems to be the norm for you. Yeah. I, I like to make sure that people are getting exactly what they want. I don't want someone to come here and think that I'm upselling them yeah. or think that they're just another client here. Like, yeah. I'm interested in what you do. I want to know what you do. I want to know why you do it. I want to know why it is that you think you want 500 t-shirts uh when really you probably don't need that 
Yeah, so just like you just have like this unrealistic like expectation. You just like come in and just order like a ton of stuff. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like when people do that because. I've done that. <laughs> 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 I ordered like a hundred shirts. I had no one to sell them to. Well, I mean, I like that people come in and they're like, yeah, this is going to be great. We're going to sell all these shirts. We're going to sell out. We're going to make so much money. I believe in you. I do. But keep it simple because a lot of people just care about simple and if someone comes in and they want a thousand shirts and they haven't started their business yet but they want a thousand shirts and they don't know who their clientele is going to be but they know someone's going to buy it i i i take them back to basics i say what is it that we're going to do with your business why are we doing that who do you think your clients are going to be who are your clients who's your social media following uh then they're Take like the business school then then they're like uh i want a hundred of each size well i'm like well who is who are your clients and then i don't want you wasting money because then you're gonna be unhappy then you're gonna think i made you unhappy yeah and then i'll say all right well let's do you sizes medium through 2x because you know you're a men's fitness line and really you're gearing towards men and they're have muscles and yeah. they need bigger size shirts. So let's let's do that. Let's not right do a cookie cutter for everyone. It's right. not for everyone. Right. Or like you know maybe like most of your shirts would be like a medium or a large because like those tend to sell more. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like don't order a ton of like extra smalls. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, if you need it, and if you need it, you need then it. Then you need it. But yeah. I mean, I want you to leave here happy, knowing that I care about your business just like you do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what really stuck out to me was like, cause I've, I've like shopped around like quite a few places around here. And like I was using another guy, like before I, like I found out about you guys, nobody wants to like print tags and like help people like grow their actual business. Like I talked to a couple different ones and there's one like it's pretty big, like out in St. Peter's and like, they just look at me like I was fucking crazy. And like, I don't think anybody had actually ever had that request for them before, but I, I asked you and you're just like, yeah, like, Duh. Yeah, yeah. Um, I you, mean... Like, did you run into that issue in the beginning? Like, when you were trying to start your thing, like, you couldn't get everything that you wanted? When I was going to the other screen printer, or... Uh, yeah, when you were using another screen printer and, you're, and you first, like, were trying to use your... Like, you tried to start your own brand, right? Before you went, like, full-on into printing. Right. Um, did, did you... Did you Were you even thinking about that? Like, having, like, only your brand on, on the clothes? No. Or? I didn't. Oh, when okay. I had my clothing line, yeah. they said Next Level and Bella. and Yeah, and you like kept like the Next Level and Bella tags and stuff on there? I did because we weren't at a big point yet. And you know what? Honestly, I really didn't think about it. Yeah. But once I started printing for other clients, I had a client that said, I want everything perfect. I want my tags. And, and nothing is ever perfect because no one is perfect. Right. So, I mean, we did the best we could and they were happy. But perfect is not a realistic expectation yeah so but they wanted their tags and i was like all right well i've never done a tag before i have no idea how i'm going to do this this is like one of my first screen printing orders ever ever and so we googled it and we called our manufacturer and we said hey we have a client that wants this done and i really don't know how to do it and they helped and they um gave us some insight, some um, tools to do it. We bought it. And on, I think it was like 700 items, I heat pressed a tag on each 
in every single one. Ugh, I actually was so nervous that I flipped all the shirts inside out, too, because I didn't want to screw anything up. I didn't know what was the best way to do it. Yeah. But we got it done. Like, I mean, and that's how I just feel like if you have clients that ask for something and ask for it, you have to adapt. You have to give them what they want. Otherwise, you're not going to grow from it. Yeah. Do you give, like, any pushback? For what well, people want? Yeah, we'll just be like, well, that's not, like, a realistic expectation. Yeah, yeah, I do. Because sometimes someone was like, comes in and they want this um, reflective ink, but they want six shirts and i'm like listen that's below our minimum i really can't do that you're gonna have to do our minimums 24 yeah you're gonna have to go with 24 pieces well i can't really do that i'm like all right well then they finally say okay i could do that and then i say all right well the reflective you know it's a lot more money i can special order the color you want it's going to cost this and they don't want to do it i'm like well i'm sorry i can't do it then because yeah you came in you want something specific and i cannot grow my business if every time I need to special order something. If I'm ordering $100 worth of material for a $150 job, just throwing numbers out there, right. it's not worth it. Right, like those so you have don't. to say no. Right. You have to um, push people away. Someone's here for to pick up. Oh, it's fine. You can go do business if you want to. Okay. It's totally cool. I'll just, uh, you can walk in front of it too if you need to. It's totally cool. I'm in your guys' way. I understand. Yeah, no. This is a, this is an active business, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, we're just gonna keep rocking and keep rolling. Um, so let me give you guys some background on uh, on on everything. Um, I was using another printer, so you guys know, like I have my business, Imposed Will, and we're uh, by the time this will come out, the the online store will be officially launched with the the line, and um, you know I've. I've put out some products over the years kind of just, you know a hoodie here a hoodie there a tank top a t-shirt just kind of one and two type deals and this brand imposed will has been with me for a really long time and i'm finally at this point to where it's like you know i said enough is enough cut the shit let's get it done and uh, you know i was using the printer and to be honest like i'm not going to say you know who it was or anything like that but you know just the 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 professionalism and the quality just wasn't there. I mean, you're, you're, you know, when you have somebody pushing back on, you know, you ask for a particular type of uh, shirt or a particular type of hat, and then they're pushing back out of convenience for them. It's just like you can't build a brand that way. So all that brought me to Nikki because I was – so I'm telling the listeners what brought me to you. And I was using somebody prior, and I don't want to just, like, talk bad about anybody. No, but never. at the end of the day, the level of professionalism and the, like, the level of attention to detail wasn't there, which had me looking for somebody else. And even then, I was actually going to still use that person for, like, I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to use them for printing, but I can still probably, like, use them. Because, like, I've known them for a really long time. Like, I still want to kind of give them some business. Like, I still use them for embroidery. And then, like, um... He like they found out like I, w I went for it with a different printer and like do like a hissy fit. I'm just like, well, guess what? You're fired now entirely. Like I don't have time for your shit, dude. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it just happens. It happens. But like that's what you have to do. Like I'm always I'm big on like auditing the people around me and like auditing the energy that I like uh, allow to enter my space. And like if it just doesn't, if the vibes don't match, the vibes don't match. Y you know, I I understand them being upset, but if that 
if you're a client to them and you're worthwhile for them and you see that they're going with someone else, they could have said, hey, I saw you had these shirts printed, you know, what are we not doing for you that we could do better? Yeah. Or what is it that you were looking for? And if you told them, I really want tags printed in my shirts. Yeah. And they said, you know what? This is this is something that I want to dabble in. I'll look into it for you and I'll come back with you and I'll yeah. let you know. And then they can come back to you and they can say, hey, I did my research. I'm confident that I can do this for you. You know, can I earn your business back or something like that? Or say, you know, I'm not comfortable doing that. Um it's okay that you went with someone else because I understand your company needs to grow and you need to get what you want. Yeah. So that's something that I have done when I've seen stuff like that happen because realistically, you know, you don't keep everyone forever. Right. So, I mean, some yeah. people you do, but I mean, if it's something like that, that you see it's worth it and um, that you want to adapt for a client, I think it's a great thing to do. Yeah. Now, I will give to their credit, he did do some research and he was willing to try to make it happen. But one, he wasn't, go- it wasn't going to be the same. It was almost, it was going to be like an iron on, mm-hmm. which isn't like the same, like it wasn't, it wasn't going to be the same quality. And like, it wasn't something that was ever done, but that it was, it was more than that. It was like, I asked for a, pers- a specific hat and he's like, Hey man, like I can't get that hat in time. Like you want to go with this hat? It's like, no, I don't want to go with this. Hat. I asked you for this. Or it's like, I asked you for like, to do like put just a little vinyl tag on a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, hey, man, uh, I've completely forgot all about that. I have these gray vinyl ones left over. You cool with putting the gray one on? The- no, I asked for black. Like, give me what I asked for. Like, yeah. don't try to um, try, like, don't try to, like, substitute anything out of convenience for yourself. Just right. Be, you know what I mean? Or, like, try to get me to switch T-shirts because it's more, it's like, just yeah. give me what I asked for. Which is why I was so happy when I sat down with you because, like, we're talking about, like, you were, like, you took the time to figure, it's like, all right, well, you want this shirt and you want this type of print. And you want this size and you want this placement. And it was just, you're very thorough and detailed. Have you always been that way? You learn from mistakes. Yeah. So, um, more lately, well, not more lately. Well, since I've been here and since I was at my warehouse in New York, I've always taken that extra step because, you know, everyone's made mistakes. So someone will tell me, okay, I want this and whatever. And I'm like, okay, cool. I got it. No problem. And I say it back to them and they say, yes. Then... I just do it. And then they're like, no, I meant this. And I'm like, oh, all right. So I know now what I didn't know then is that you have to take the steps with the client. You have to communicate with them. You have to make sure they're getting what they want because the only person who it's going to negatively affect is you. Because now you have to replace those shirts. Yeah, rework is probably very expensive. Yeah. (laughs) And I, I can assure you that every single person that has a screen printing shop has done that. Yeah. Every single person, whether it was lack of communication or being young or not knowing it's, it's happened. So now what we do is we are very thorough. I say, well, how many inches is that from here to here? I'm like, all right, let's get a ruler. Let's figure (laughs) out how many inches that is because I don't want you to come back and say, no, it's a, it's too small or too big or this, that. All right. Well, how low do you want it? Show me. Okay. We're going to do that. And where do you want it placed? What color, et cetera. Then I make a mock-up. Then you approve your mock-up. Yeah. So now I know we're doing all of that. Because now we've grown to the point where do I want to replace a 6,000-piece job? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow. I can only imagine what that would cost. Yeah. Do I want to – I don't even want to replace a 24-piece job because I want to give you what you wanted the first time. Yeah. Well, just the, the work, right? Yeah. Like you said, like you want to – 
deliver the first time. Yeah. So when you started, you said, you, oh, you started out your house, right? You mm -hmm. went from one room to the next room into the basement. Yeah. How long until you outgrew the house and you're like, man, we got We have to get a space. Um, so we were probably in the house for maybe two years. Okay. And then we moved to another space. Yeah. So walk me through that whole, like, that whole time for you guys. I mean, what was happening? What was going on? Like, you guys are getting crazy orders. Yeah. So we, um... We were working in the house. We were using our bathtub, our shower, to spray out screens. Um, it's a two-man operation, right? Yes. Okay. So yeah. So <laughs> this is this is how it went. So we would use the bathtub to spray out screens, which is absolutely ridiculous. Because if you saw our setup now and spray out booths and everything, you'd be like, oh, "You guys are crazy." And then when it got nice out, because we only sprayed out in the shower in the winter because it was too cold to go outside. Okay. But when it was warm out, we would take the screen outside and use a, a lawn chair uh, to hold it. <laughs> 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 and we would spray it out there. But this is th that's not even the best part. The best part is, so now here we're in we're in over 3,000 square foot facility, which we're out, out, we've outgrown and we need a bigger one. But... Um, you print the shirt, the, the shirt's printed automatically. We have all these automatic presses. And then you just take the shirt and you lay it on the dryer and it's a conveyor belt and it cures it by the time it comes out the other side. So we didn't have that at home. At home we had what was like, um, it's called a flash. So it's really only meant for you to like flash the shirt in between colors so that it's just dry to the touch and you can lay the next color down. Okay. So we only had that. So picture that first job. I was doing all those tags on 700 pieces. It was uh, two different colors, three placements. It was neck um, by the hip and a front, and oh. each of them was a two-color. Yeah. And then a tag, too. So we're curing each shirt on a ceramic tile with the flash dryer and a heat gun checking all four corners to make sure that they hit a certain temperature for long enough. Oh, wow. So on 700 shirts, uh, curing them that way, three different placements with a neck tag. Well, the neck tag, we didn't have to cure. I heat press those at that time. We probably lost so much money doing that. <laughs> <laughs> How long did it take to do this, like, one shirt, would you, like, estimate? I think we were at seven minutes. Seven minutes a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Those 700 shirts. Yes. <laughs> Holy shit. It's at 49,000 minutes. I don't know how like uh, how long that equals, but. We were so negative. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> but those are like the learning lessons, right? So all that time like that you spent is like an investment into like your education. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I wouldn't have it any other way. I, it was it was great. Like those, I had, I prepared a slideshow for my employees of how we started and Every all the equipment they use now, yeah, that you know they should be grateful for. <laughs> yeah, because I see like some of your snaps and stuff, and it's like all automated, and I'm just like, that must be fantastic because there are definitely people still out there like with the screens, like yeah. manually doing it. Yeah, and, and I'm sure that's where you started too, right? Yeah, I ha I still have three of them. Yeah. So sometimes what we do, we run a couple. Um, e-commerce stores for people okay so they get one order in at a time you know it, they pay a premium for it but we'll print and ship the one order yeah um the shop dogs just uh it's all good doing all stuff good. over there yeah so that's like, like oh, i think she was in your bag do you have food in there no okay good no <laughs> <laughs> 
We're all good. We're all good. Um, yeah, so it's all print-to-order stuff. Yeah, so it's print-to-order stuff. So we have three manuals still that will leave their most popular screens up, and we'll print one at a time and ship it for them through their Shopify or e-commerce store. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I always wondered. Well, I mean, I, I kind of knew how it worked, but, like, I've never actually talked to a printer who does that. Like, is that is that even cost-efficient for you guys? Like, what, what, what makes it? Yeah, oh, what, what's the premium on that? They, they pay a premium on that. It's yeah. um, a minimum of $10 just for the print Yeah. plus the shirt. So you almost have to, like, sell a shirt for probably like $35 to even make it. Yeah, we have um, some clients who start out that, I mean, it's – they make a few bucks per shirt. Yeah, like the margins are so small. Yeah. I know probably it seems – I feel like a lot of people – like it seems to be a very popular model now, people doing print-to-order. On-demand? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called, on-demand? Well, no, it I don't, could be I don't called if either. If, if I'm using the wrong terminology, <laughs> correct me. We just call it on-demand here. On-demand, yeah. But like it seems to be like for people who are just trying to um, maybe like start a brand or something, a lot of them are doing that, I've noticed. It is. Yeah, it's good in certain ways because you don't have much overhead. You barely have any overhead. Yeah, like it allows you to offer a lot of different products. Yeah, and so when we offer it, we keep the screens limited. So you get five screens included in that. If you want more screens, another screen has to go. Okay. Because that gets crazy. We've done um, on-demand with multiple, multiple designs, and it just gets crazy yeah. and you know and then you have to worry about your um your turnaround time because these people are waiting but a lot of times they don't understand that one shirt's being printed at a time and we're not even holding the blank shirts we're actually ordering the shirt when the order comes in yeah. so now i'm waiting on the wholesaler then it comes in i have to work it into production and it's it it kind of stinks but a lot of times we have big high demand orders that need to get out yeah and we have to make the time for these other orders so definitely we make it so it's worthwhile we make it so it's kind of a a better business solution for us and them yeah and also we tell our clients you know um your customers get confused by so many products like you don't want to have a hundred products on the site yeah it's like they'll put the same design but they'll put it on like three different hoodies you know or all these different color hoodies and tanks and shirts and yeah it's just like you don't it's a lot of product offering but yeah you don't you don't the last thing you want to do is is confuse your consumer because you want your consumer to go on your site you want them to see a nice clean site you want them to have a few options not too many because it's been proven that too many options they don't pick one they don't even pick one they will they'll pick nothing they'll yeah walk away. exactly so, I mean, it's hard to explain that to people, but a lot of times people have a hard time judging the sizes. So I have a client that mixes it up. They do, um, for their competitions, they'll do a big bulk order. And then for all, like, the stragglers or the stuff that doesn't totally sell all the time, they'll do e-commerce for it. Oh, okay. So they kind of mix it because I get it that it's hard to determine, you know, how just how many items you're going to need this and that. And also, if they do sell out of the items that they have with them, this is an option for the people that missed out on that opportunity. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I see it in a bunch of ways, but we definitely keep it minimal to those five, four or five screens. And we only do one color, sometimes two colors. But you have to keep in mind that takes up one of your screens now if it's two color. Yeah. So um, we try to keep it so it's 
good for us, good for the client. Right. Yeah. I don't like that model if you're trying to like build the brand because then I can't own like that. Um, I can't own that, um, that end relationship with the consumer because like I'm not shipping it out myself and like I'm not, right. like I'm not doing all of those things like right. filling the order. Like I want to own that entire process with the customer. Yeah. So I don't, I wouldn't really be like an attractive model for like myself, but I mean, I can kind of understand it. Um, I digress. Either way, let's go back to your story now. So <laughs> you guys are filling huge orders. You're, you're washing screens in the backyard. <laughs> you're taking days to fill like order. I don't know. Weeks. Weeks to fill <laughs> orders. <laughs> you're like, let's get it right. <laughs> Weeks. So you finally grew out of the house. And what was like, what was the next shop like? Was it, how big was it? Um, okay. So it was 1500 square feet upstairs and 1500 square feet downstairs oh, i got good stories here too so um we go and we check out this shop and we're still in new york we're on a pretty busy road you know we're not in the greatest area it's it's a it's a good area it's where eric grew up but i mean it's not like um your higher end area let's say yeah so okay so i'm not the best at geography like are you so like in new york city or long island long island okay Got it. Yeah. So we're in Long Island and we go to this shop. We take a look at it. We're like, the guy tells us, oh, yeah, we got five other people looking at it. And I'm like, yeah, okay. And so, <laughs> so, but regardless, we're young and we look at it. We're like, okay, this, this is cool. You know, this has potential. The price is right. And um, so we say, all right, yeah, we want it. We'll sign, we'll sign on it. He goes, okay. So we said, all right, so uh, can we put up a sign? well we can't we can't really do that you know with the town they give me a hard time this is <laughs> why not why didn't they want the sign was it like they because the like place is totally not legal <laughs> oh <laughs> okay so, okay so, so yeah so uh <laughs> we can't have a sign but we say okay well Black we do market shirts <laughs> We do some vinyl work. Can we decorate the windows? So he goes, yeah. So we're like, we put screen printing. We put embroidery. We put everything. Every single window is covered with stuff. We're like, people are going to find us. They're going to find us here. Yeah. So um, that's what we had to do because we couldn't have a sign. Oh, that's so funny. Which which was okay. But then the other sketchier part is we're like, all right, so do how do we get our electric bill? Like, how do we do this? Because we've never done it before. And so he goes, once a month, I'll send one of my guys to the store to read the meter because it's a shared meter oh. with our neighbors. So I don't know what kind of math they did. They had to figure out the math with this reader that they put on our meter. It was all sorts of sketchy. Yeah, it says a little sketch there. And yeah, so we had no proof. He'd come back to us. He'd be like, all right, your electric this month is $600. I'm like, okay, here you go. Anyway, that's not unheard of in New York. Yeah, but yeah, prices are more expensive there, right? And I guess if you're thinking, oh, man, we're doing a lot of business. Yeah, it was totally not unheard of. So we, we would just be like, okay, yeah, uh, here you go. You got it. You got it here. And then I would get the cash and put it with the rent and I would go to the bank once a month and deposit it right into his account. Oh. So that's how I paid rent. Okay. And I mean, it was cool to start off with, but yeah, so that was the side of our sketchy building. Oh, so that's funny. But you know, everyone has to start somewhere. You gotta start somewhere. I mean, you're just, I mean, the. I think like the, the biggest business lesson from like what I'm hearing so far is just like, you guys just figured it out. Yeah, you have to persevere. You have to keep pushing. Right, yeah. I mean like, 
you get orders. You're like, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but yes. But I'm going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Say yes and figure it out after. 100%. Like, absolutely. I mean, that's truly the definition of, like, fake it till you make it. It's like, well, just shit, man. Like, because if you say no, like, you know what's going to happen then. Like, you're not going to get anywhere. Yeah, we totally faked it till we made, made yeah. it. Well, and I'm not even going to say we made it because <laughs> we're still a long way. Yeah. Well, do you think you'll ever feel like you made it? No. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I, the 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 more and more like I sit down with people that are like uh, just high performers and like they like to build things. One, I, I, I've, I've learned that they're, they're never going to stop building, um, whether it's like the current business or something else. Like they're going to yeah. they're going to throw themselves into something. And then two, like you just never feel like you're doing enough. And you like this. this There's no like destination, really. Like there's no end. No. It's and just always improving. I don't. I don't even know if it will be screen printing forever. Right. It doesn't have to be screen printing if no, you could pivot it's gonna and do be something, something else. Yeah. Um, so back to to my old store. Yeah. So then we were buying new equipment because we wanted to upgrade because we were using it at home. We were using um, a manual press. We could print one shirt at a time and up to four colors. Okay. So that was our max, four color max. If you wanted five colors, no, sorry, you have to go somewhere else. That's what we said no to those. So um, we upgraded to a six color, a six four. So we could do six colors and four shirts at a time. Okay. And it was manual. You had, you know, you had to pull a screen down. You had to, you had to uh, pull, push your ink yourself. Yeah. And then you had to spin it yourself and everything. But we bought a dryer. So it was this little tiny dryer. You could fit one shirt folded in like a quarter <laughs> at a time on it to cure it. Okay. And um, honestly, it was like you had to figure out how long you could put the shirt through at the right heat without the place going on fire. <laughs> <laughs> how many shirts did you ruin? Oh, so many. <laughs> and and the worst is like someone came, they wanted a tri-blend. Okay. You want a tri-blend. They have synthetic fibers in them and they burn easily too yeah. like your polyester and your rayon so um i was like oh no we get we've, we've got a tri-blend order like this is this is gonna be rough so <laughs> we had one order that i i'm telling i'm telling you we couldn't put the shirt on not folded so we folded them the sleeves under and then we flipped the shirt in half okay so we did these white tri-blends and they came through the dryer you know everything looked great the lighting wasn't the best in there, so, I mean, we probably couldn't tell. Folded them all up, uh, delivered them to the client. They got them and said to us, these shirts look half yellow. <laughs> <laughs> Did you burn them? We burnt <laughs> half the shirt. So there was a line going across, oh. and half of it was yellow, and the bottom half was white. Oh, my goodness. And I'm like, listen, no charge, no charge. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, so we had to redo all of them. Oh, man. Like, what was the feeling in that moment? Did your heart just, like, sink to your stomach? Like, yeah. I, I would have. I would have been like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. It is what it is, though. It makes great stories. I didn't know we could curse on here. Yeah. you can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Li whatever you want. Whatever no. you want. There's uh, there's no limitations on um, this show. I don't have a bad potty mouth. I do. It's bad. I've had people tell me I curse too much on the show, so I've been kind of like, I don't like to alter my behavior, but I do try right. to be cautious depending on, like, who I'm talking to. I won't just drop F-bombs all the time. But I feel like a well-placed curse word is appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah, you've definitely gone through, like, through the, like, the, the growing pains for sure. Yeah. Um, so have you started out, you've always been Relentless Customs? We 
Yes. We um, first were born relentless. Okay. And had the Instagram page and everything. This was before we were screen printing, so it was still okay. This was when it was a clo- uh, a lifestyle brand. Mm-hmm. So it was born relentless. And then somebody reached out and was like, no, I'm born relentless. So I'm going to have my attorneys contact you and... Uh, and uh, you have to, you have to change your name, blah blah blah. And so um, we were like, "Really? Are you kidding? The guy has like five pictures up, and you're gonna contact us? Yeah. Like, what do you search that name all day?" Did he have it trademarked? Or was no. He, was he just talking trash? No, no, he was just talking trash. But oh. we were like, we were like, you know what? Screw you. Um, we're gonna be different. We're gonna think of something else. Yeah. And so. My partner, Eric, he was like, you know, I really like how we could call it, like, something customs. Because then if I want to branch off in the future, he has a background in um, in cars and painting cars and wheels and tints and okay. stuff like that. And yeah. A bunch of our friends in New York do the same. Yeah, customs can be. Yeah, yeah. so that can be so many different things in case we want to branch out and you know, maybe do car wraps or stuff like that. So I said, all right, that's cool. He's like, but I still want it to be relentless. I was like, okay. He he actually has relentless tattooed on his chest, and people think he got it for the company, but he had it before. Okay, yeah, so the company came after that. Yeah, so then I was like, all right, well, what about this relentless thing? Like, there's relentless so much. There's relentless shirts, relentless hats, relentless gym clothes, relent- born relentless. I'm like, what about that? And so I'm thinking, he's like, well... I'm like, what if we, I don't remember whose idea it was. We're like, what if we throw some numbers in there? Yeah, I was going to so, ask you, where did the 13 come from? Yeah, so he's like, I'm like, well, we can, like, it kind of came about his favorite number happened to be 13 also. So we threw the 1 and the 3, and it happened to be the L and the E. Right. And now and now I'm like, oh, my God, maybe we should have done that because I'll be, like, on the, whole, my, on the phone with my wholesalers, and then be like, is your email R E one three endless. Yeah. Oh, shit. I'm like relentless. We just spell it that way to be different. Yeah. I just like anytime I like if I typed it, I'm like relentless. I I still say relentless. I'm just like L E. <laughs> Hit the one three. I'm just like L E. Yeah, yeah. Oh, exactly. And I when I'm like writing relentless, if I'm writing an email or like just writing relentless for whatever reason i'll spell it with the one and the three yeah and not even realize it not even thinking about it yeah. like, what do you mean you don't spell it this way yeah. too yeah exactly <laughs> but um we realized that that could be an issue in the future so we bought a couple different domains we bought 314 shirts yeah 516 shirts i saw that pretty recently yeah All so following eric i saw he posted that yeah yeah, yeah. so are you guys gonna start a um a clothing line again you're gonna be launching another clothing line we've got a couple ideas yeah trying to keep that on the down low right now yeah dldo okay sorry <laughs> sorry sorry i want to i don't want to whistle blow on everything i mean you're in the the, the perfect industry for <laughs> exactly so i mean it it would only be right if we it's just vertical integration yes at the end of the day for you guys mm-hmm. i mean it just makes sense um so what what made you guys make that move from new york i imagine you guys were probably doing pretty well in new york right i mean yeah yeah we were doing well in new york so we were at the point where we needed to upgrade our equipment again yeah we were like we need to get we need to get an auto we need to get a better dryer 
we need to get a bigger space. We need somewhere that has three phase. So we were looking at warehouses over there. Three phase? What's that? Electric. Oh. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> the, all of our machines um, run on three phase electric. And mm. we also need gas, too, for our dryer. Oh, okay. So not every building is equipped with that. Yeah. So that was something that is important when we're looking yeah. for a building. So we were looking and... We were going to sign on a couple places, but we were like, you know, let's wait, let's wait. And then um, Eric's has been convinced the whole time that he hates New York. It's so expensive. And it is expensive. And it gets cold and this and that. Not like, it get, not like it's much warmer here in the winter, but... It's not a ton, probably. No. But, I mean, I will say that the summer and the spring seasons are much longer. Yeah. Like, in New York, you, you don't get warm weather now until June. Really? Yeah. Hmm. You know, one of the plus sides, I don't know, if, are you into nature? Do you like nature? I do. Like, Missouri actually has, like, one of the best conservation departments in the whole country. So, oh. it's, is that, I mean, if, if that's a plus, if you didn't know that. Oh, that's <laughs> well, what we did notice is from being here, it's so green. It's so yeah. clean. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, I lived in Texas for a year, and that's what I missed the most, like, how green it was here. Really? There was a big difference with Texas? Um, yeah. Outside of, uh, so, like, I, I visit Austin pretty frequently, and that patch is actually pretty green there right but like i was in san antonio and they actually they have a whole season they call it brownout um because like as you're moving into the summer like it gets so hot and it's so like they're basically on like the edge of a desert wow. it gets so dry everything is just like yellow and brown and dead mm. and like uh, you know they even have like water restrictions and different things so it's just it's not fucking pretty wow yeah so like i just i missed the trees and like the greenery of missouri seeing the stars yeah, it's just it's just such a beautiful state. But I mean, I'm probably gonna like pick up and move to Austin to be honest. At a certain point, really, it's like my favorite place. It's just such a cool because it's very comparable to here. It's mm -hmm. still it's still Central Time Zone, so that won't, I won't have to like make a big change. But it's a very active city. It's um it's very young, and um it's just it's extremely green and healthy. So I really like healthy, active cities. Like that's a big draw to me. And like I said, cost of living is like the same. So oh, that's good. Yeah, it's not that bad, but. That was my own rant. You, Eric liked, uh, he said it was too expensive in New York. Yes. Uh, yeah, he's been saying that forever. And, like, we always made it work. Like, it wasn't a big deal. It's just what you had to do. Like It's I, just life. Yeah. As I was starting Relentless with him and screen printing, he would be home screen printing. I had two nanny jobs. I babysat every single weekend. Like, there wasn't a time where I wasn't out making money. So, um he wanted to get out of New York, was thinking Florida. I'm like, I don't know anybody in Florida. Like, Yeah, you know, there's a lot of crazy people in Florida, too. <laughs> there's a lot of <laughs> many more uh, crazy people in New York. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, I saw this thing. It said, um, like, uh, put, uh, like, uh, type in, like, man arrested or Florida man in your, in your birthday. Just, like, just search that. And, like, you, this, the craziest headlines will come up. There's always crazy stuff happening in Florida. I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> so <laughs> you wanted to go somewhere in Florida, maybe North Carolina, South Carolina, stuff like that. And yeah. We don't have any family there. We don't have any friends there. And we actually have friends here that we that we made and um, were in contact with and already did business with. So we were out in St. Louis a few times before that. We've come out for Summer Smash before. Yeah. Um, oh, so you were working with them before, like, even you came down here? Well, we were we were friends with oh, them. Oh, got it. Yeah. So, um, and um, we came out for our friend's book launch and things like that. So we've been here 
a good amount of times and it's very similar to Long Island if you think about it but you know like a few years ago so what do you mean St. Louis like the suburbs and everything is very similar to Long Island yeah okay in the aspect of you know like everything's a little bit spaced out and Mm. you know you're about 30 minutes from the city yeah and I mean it's a much smaller city but you're still yeah 30 minutes from a, a a bigger city yeah like if you wanted to do something yeah it's like more uh urban if you will i mean you got the buildings and there's the blues and the cardinals and there's plenty of stuff to do downtown yeah but you can easily get away from it exactly and you have all the department stores that you need restaurants the houses are pretty similar yeah so i mean except when you go out further you know of course there's farms and stuff and there's lots of farms not many i grew up on dirt roads so that's that's home to me <laughs> i don't think i've ever been on a dirt road <laughs> <laughs> oh that's funny yeah well welcome to my life <laughs> yeah so um so then we looked at a couple well we didn't look at anything here we have a friend who's a real estate agent here Mm -hmm. and he went looking for us at a couple buildings he came here looked here um he looked at a couple other spots for us and basically helped us make the decision to not to you know sign before we even saw anything so you (laughs) (laughs) you bought a house unseen no we didn't buy a house oh but you like uh, this, build- a le- oh, this, this building. Oh, this building. Oh, okay. Yeah, we signed a lease on this building. We when we moved here, we actually had nowhere to live. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We snuck uh, our two pit bulls and a Yorkie into a hotel, into a motel, <laughs> and stayed there for a week, and then went to another one. Stayed there for another week. Then we stayed with friends for a little bit. Then we signed on the first townhouse we could. Oh, man. Relentless is the perfect name for you guys. <laughs> like, you just figure it out. Like, we're just going to do it. Oh, my God. It was crazy. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, I imagine um, you get a whole lot more space here for a whole lot. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, bottom line. Bottom line was what we have here, we were paying the same price for 1,500 square feet in an illegal uh, little kind of warehouse in New York. Yeah, wow. And the electric and gas and everything is less than what we were paying for just electric alone yeah. in New York. Yeah, so that makes, do you ever miss home? All the time. Yeah. Yeah. There's no place like home. I mean, I there are certain things I miss. The main thing is my family. Yeah. But I mean, the cost of living and everything else. I don't. I don't really miss that. Yeah, it's, you know, St. Louis isn't a bad city. You know, um, I just saw that Yelp ranked it number two in the country for food. So, like, I mean, I knew we had a pretty decent food too. scene. So, but it's it's pretty cool to get some sort of like outside recognition, so everybody else knows how good the food is here. I think it, they placed higher than New York. I think so. I I don't remember who was one, but I know it wasn't New York. (laughs) I don't think it was. No, it wasn't New York. Um, I think number one was uh, like in California, maybe. But I could. I'm probably making that up. I don't know. To be honest with you, it doesn't matter. But I saw that too. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. But I will say that they could use a bagel store, a deli, and a pizzeria. Not, not this like New York style saying like actual (laughs) New York. Like a real deal. What makes a good bagel? A lot of people say the water. Yeah, that's what I've heard too. But I mean, I I just want to know why Panera doesn't put salt on their bagels, on their everything bagels. It's called Breadco. Well, yeah, bread. <laughs> I want to know you. why Breadco <laughs> doesn't put salt on their everything bagels. Oh, I don't know. Some people are weird about salt. I don't know why. I guess. Well, I'm I'm a fan of salt. 
Then you should have a New York everything bagel. I don't really eat bagels anymore. I'll bring you one back. I'm going for Easter. Are you? Yes. You know, New York is high on my list. Like, I need to make it out to New York by third quarter this year because, like, there's a health coach up there that I want to sit down with. And, like, he's, like, almost to the, um, like, the Canadian border. So oh, it's, it's like, yeah, okay. It's You're like, going to be, like, Niagara Falls area. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I'm going to go up there, hang out with him, and then, like, drive back down my road trip it. And I'm going to hit, like, another health coach and podcast with him in, like, uh, northeastern Pennsylvania. Okay, so you're going to go from northern New York right into Pennsylvania? Yeah, so I'm going to pass one to get to the other, mm -hmm. and then I'm just going to get to the other on the way back home. Okay. Does that make sense? No, that makes sense. So you're not going to go to Manhattan? It'd be out of the way. But yeah, it would. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be way out of my way. But it, it's, it's probably, I mean, life's an adventure. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I don't ever have a plan. So, like, for example, I'm just all about just figuring it out, too, because like I went to L.A. Um, it's probably been a couple months now. But I just rented a van and slept in the van the whole week because I was, I was trying to make it as cheap as possible, man. And, like, I needed to be out there. I needed to meet with, like, a sponsor. I needed to do all these things. And uh, I'm just like, shit, well, I need to be mobile, so I'm going to have to rent something. Yeah. And uh, I might as well sleep in it, too. Yeah. No, that, that – I would do the same thing. It totally worked out. I had some uh, people let me use their, uh, their bathrooms the whole week, so I definitely had places like shower and do all that good stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. No excuses. Yeah. No excuses. So, all right, I want to ask you because I don't want to take too much of your time, and I know we're, like, we're running out of time. I don't know how much time you have, but I want to do get in the weeds a little bit. And for the people who are listening, um, can you explain the difference between water-based and plastocell? Because so many people don't even, like, know about the differences. Right. And, like, I've done a lot of research. Like, I'm the type of person, like, if I want to learn something, I'll just go out and find it. But I find, like, a lot of people, for lack of a better word, are lazy, and they just try to go to somebody and, like, ask them to tell them. Yeah. Um, so tell me. Like, this, like, we can help some people right now. Like, let's explain that. Okay. So plastisol is your traditional ink. It's plastic-based. Okay. That's why they call it plastisol. So it's, it's thick. It's a creamy ink. And... When you screen print on certain textures, it's not always the smoothest. Mm -hmm. So odds are, if you go through your closet, out of your graphic tees, 95, maybe more percent of them are plastisol. Yeah. It's most popular. It's the easiest to use. You don't have to worry about it going bad. You can put it right back in the container when you're done. And then as opposed to water-based, water-based is... Um, a water-based ink. Mm -hmm. It's very thin. It's very runny, very watery. And it. we put a catalyst in it so that it dries faster, okay. so that it cures faster, because it takes longer to cure for, um, for some reason. It's made out of water. So um, when you put that catalyst in it, a lot of times people say it goes bad. So you need to mix exactly what you need. And then when you're done, you throw out the rest. And the screen always has to be full of ink, so you have to mix enough that you're not going to run out. And then you just you throw out the rest. But the difference in the texture is water-based. Since it's so smooth, it's so runny, it's so soft, when it's on a shirt, you can barely feel it. It's the best, in my opinion. I don't know why more <laughs> people don't do it. Well, a lot. I, I've heard in this area a lot of people say quote-unquote, it's impossible because of the humidity here. Yeah, I don't know. I asked a guy about it. And he was just like, it's expensive and no one's doing it. 
And I'm just like, that's not the answer I want to hear. Well, no one wants to do it because um, you have to be mindful. Your screens, when, like I was saying about the emulsion, the emulsion is what makes the stencil. It gets degraded from water-based ink. Mm. So you have to take a separate process after you make the screen. You have to harden it. You now have to take um, a special hardener, which is like another chemical, and you need to put it all over the screen in places that you don't want the screen to break down is what it's called. Okay. So from that squeegee running across the screen, sometimes if your screen breaks down, you'll get two little lines on the side of the image where the squeegee, where the ends of the squeegee is. Yeah. So you have to take a lot of extra precautions. You have to make sure the ink doesn't dry out while you're in the middle of printing because that could happen too. You just take a spray bottle and spray it with water. Um, and there's other things that you can do so that to prevent that from happening. But I mean, all in all, it's harder and people don't want to do it. Yeah. So why did you decide to do it? It was one of our ways to be different from other companies, too. Oh, okay. So we would approach companies and say, oh, wow, I really love what you're doing. Like, your designs are awesome. Like, And people have to have a feasible design for it. Yeah. So if um, we saw some people in... We saw we would go to trade shows still and just go check them out. So if we saw someone that had a clothing line, we'd approach them and be like, hey, have, have you heard of water-based ink? Or better yet, have you heard of discharge ink? Because that's another kind of ink also that bleaches a shirt. So those are different things, right? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, let's talk about those two. I'll keep finishing your thought. But I'll <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we, we would approach people and be like, hey, we can give you a finish on your shirt that you won't believe like you won't you won't feel the ink on here you know like we would be like see how you feel this you can feel this ink it's a little bit rough it depends on what fabrics you print on well you know what feel feel this one like our uniforms would be made out of water based they still are we'd be like you know feel the back of my shirt see how you can't feel anything yeah um or you can feel very little and they'd be like oh wow we're like you're a high-end brand you deserve a high-end product and a lot of the time people were like yeah that's awesome you know what let's do it and so that's how we also stood out a lot in new york because we started that in new york and we were doing mostly water-based and discharge jobs okay uh, and we didn't have proper ventilation over there too <laughs> can you imagine all the chemicals all you're the breathing fumes? in oh yeah. my god horrible <laughs> uh, <laughs> we so but regardless we take the time to show people these differences and you know help them bring their brand to the next level yeah i think that's so important i, I was looking at that shirt there a second like it had the difference oh I, yeah and like i know it's just like printed right down the middle i was, I was feeling it. i'm mm-hmm. like god this is just so like this side is so much better yeah exactly <laughs> yeah yeah so okay so then uh dis- discharging so explain that i mean you, you kind of hit on it a little bit but yeah a little bit um okay so discharge ink like we've done for your shirts yeah is um basically like a bleach yeah and it replaces the color your shirt was printed in with whatever ink color you choose yeah so um you could feel a little bit after we print it you know it takes a little bit longer for them to cure so they're in the dryer for a little bit longer than they would be for plastisol but the finished product you still can't feel it really when you get it out of the dryer but after you wash it oh my god it's like nothing's printed on your shirt it's just the shirt yeah exactly it's amazing it's game changing (laughs) yeah like i knew exactly what i wanted when i came in here (laughs) i was like this is what i want and you're just like yeah we could totally do that you're like the biggest lifesaver yeah i don't know how (laughs) many people like come in was i like 
because I'm very like specific. Is that common? Do you usually like get people like? I imagine you get a spectrum, right? Like, yeah. how, but how many people? You know what I mean? Like, how often are, are people very specific like that? Is that common? You think? Um, for our clientele, it kind of is. Yeah. Because that's why like that's people come to us. Yeah. And we've had other shops send their clients to us because they know that we do those options. Yeah. Because they know that we're familiar with it. We are not still, well, I mean, we're always still learning, but we know how to do it. We're not still trying to figure it out. Right. Yeah. And that was like the, the like the most comforting thing. Like, like to know, like, you know your shit. And like, this is like, you're like, yeah, this is just everyday business. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's so important. Yeah. And I mean, I, I like to have a lot of samples on hand so people can feel them and not only just samples of clothing, but printed samples because yeah. someone could tell me what they're looking for, but I need to know for sure. So I'll show them, well, do you want it like this? Do you want it like this? Do you want it like this? Yeah. And then, so it, it really helps people decide. Yeah. So what's your preference between, I mean, I would imagine like water base and plasticel would be over or, I mean, water-based and discharging would be over, like, plasticel, I imagine, right? It's so, like, yeah. what's your preference out of out of those? Honestly. <laughs> or do you have one? Uh, if someone is like, here, take this shirt, and it's, like, a big, chunky plasticel, and I won't wear it. <laughs> <laughs> I won't either. Oh, shirt snob. <laughs> I, I well, the thing is, like, everybody will give you a shirt. Like, yeah. I, I have so many shirts at home. Yeah. I, I use them as pajamas, which I know is the exact opposite of what they want. Yeah, it is what it is, though. But, like, yeah, that's why, like, whenever I give people shit, like, I want them to know, like, this is a really good product. I'm like, I'm not playing yeah. around. So but what's your preference? Out of, the, out of Discharge or Water Base? Yeah. Um, I like the Discharge. Yeah. Because you don't even feel it. I like it, too. But it's harder. It, it, are you more limited with what you can do, right? Because you are kind of, uh, like I said, removing that ink of the shirt yes. and replacing it and... Yes, yes. Um, that's what we actually spoke about, too, because it only dyes the natural fibers in a shirt. Mm -hmm. So if a shirt is a tri-blend and there's cotton, polyester, and rayon in it, it's only going to dye the cotton. So now your shirt's going to look a little vintage, kind of like textured, because it's not dyeing the polyester or the rayon in that shirt. Yeah. It's only dyeing the cotton. So it's and best to go 100% cotton on those. Yeah, but some people like the look. Like um, the gentleman that just picked up before while we were talking, mm -hmm. um, the order he picked up was red and white Plasti Charge because we use the Plastisol ink to get the colors, but it's the same thing as Discharge. Okay. Um, and he ordered them on Tri-Blend baseball shirts. Mm. So it yeah. was kind of your vintage look, but he loves it. Yeah, like it's, that's what he wanted. Yeah, exactly. That was his second order of it. And um, that's exactly what he was looking for. And it's not like you can't see it, but... I. I say to people, well, do you want, like, a really, really, really bright white? Or do you just want it to look kind of textured-y looking? And, I mean, I'll show them an example of that because I have ones that are on blends. And then they let me know. And then they say, oh, well, no, I want it really bright. I'm like, all right, well, then let's, let's move to a different option. Let's not do this. Yeah. So that's the only... Um, limiting factor with that yeah. for the most part and you cannot do 100 percent polyester that's out of the question yeah i don't even um yeah do do, do is that something that people print on a lot 100 percent polyester stuff i mean i would imagine like you embroid on it i would mm -hmm. rather embroid on a polyester shirt no am i thinking wrong um well 
that shirt right there. Oh, something like that, like you would work out in. Yeah, like yeah. a workout shirt. Yeah, those are 100% polyester, aren't they? Yeah, and so either we'll do. Yep. Right. Uh, <laughs> either we'll do a plastisol print on them. Mm. We use um, poly mm-hmm. polyester plastisol, or we'll even do water based, and then we just will put the temperature lower, put that catalyst in it so that it dries faster for them, and. Um, as long as it doesn't reach a certain heat, we're okay. Got it. Got it. <sighs> All right, Nikki, this has been a fantastic conversation. Um, where can folks um, get a hold of you? Um, how can folks find you? Like, plug your socials. Plug this. You yeah. have a website, right? Yeah. With 314shirts.com. Se- yeah, so you have several different <laughs> uh, domains for it. I so do. plug them all if you like. Tell, yeah, tell the folks how they get a hold of you. Okay. Well, uh, our website is 314shirts.com. And my Instagram is Nikki, N-I-K-K-I, underscore relentless, but it's R-E-1-3-N-T-L-E-S-S. And then also at Relentless Customs, spelled the same way. Great, great. And I'll, I'll put all your handles, um, like, in the show notes so people can find you on Instagram and Facebook and all that different things. Because uh, you have, for the for the business, you're on Instagram and Facebook. Are you guys also on Twitter? Do you, uh, do you, do you, no. You know, do you, I don't, I'm not a big fan of Twitter. I don't do Twitter. Yeah, I... I've tried it, and honestly, I can't really figure out how to mm, advertise market on it, you know, without pictures. I don't know how to do it. Yeah, apparently it's supposed to be great to actually, like, connect with people, but I got, I only have so much time. Yeah. Yeah, Twitter's not it, so. Yeah, I don't do the Twitter. Facebook, Instagram, um, phone call, email. Yeah. Call me. You're here. (laughs) Yeah, this is the place to check out if you need a new shirt for sure or anything else. Because you guys do more than just, so you, you do vinyl and you do embroidery, yes. right? Yep, so we can do bags, shirts, hats, polos, aprons, onesies, um, tote bags, like, you know, giveaway tote bags. Yeah. Sometimes headbands, depending upon what people are looking for, leggings, joggers. Yeah, you're a full service shop. Yeah. I love it. I love it. All right. Hey, thanks again, Nikki, and uh, everybody. Until next time. Thank you. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. If you did get value out of the podcast, do me a favor and go tell a friend. Also, leave a rating and a review, especially on Apple Podcasts. And as always, go check out my buddy's podcast, The Why Not Podcast with Justin Bricker. He's dropping an episode a week, and he's having some pretty cool humans on his show as well. So... I'll see you guys later. Mwah.